All right, so we, again, are going to do things a little bit different today. Pastor Eric has been going through the book of Acts, and we get to continue in that book, just a little bit different kid style. So what we're going to do is we're going to introduce our lesson today in kind of a fun way. So if you guys have your Bibles and you adults want to pull out Acts 9, go ahead and do that. We're going to be reading from there. Um, But I need a couple volunteers. All right, so I need Kira. Can you come up? Awesome. And I need um, the voice of God. Is the voice of God already in their place? Maybe. We'll just believe that. Kira, you're going to come all the way up on stage and stand by me. All right. I need a couple more, like several more, actually. So, Becca, come on down. And... I'm trying to think of people who haven't helped me with the video. Allery, you can come on down. Josh, come on down. Aubrey, come on down. Carson, come on down. Okay, we're going to start with this right now. All right, so we are in Acts 9, you guys, and we get to act it out a little bit, okay? So here's what I'm going to do. I need one, two, three. You're going to go sit right here in a circle. Is Josiah in the crowd? Can I call on him, my leader, Josiah? No? It's fine. Sam's shaking your head no. It's totally fine. All right. I need um, Pastor Nate. I'm going to have you come on up here. Okay. You, you're going to be right here. And you're going to be right here. All right. Aubrey, I'm going to have you on this side. Yeah. Don't worry, I have a plan. Don't worry. Okay, so we are in Acts 9. Last week, actually two weeks ago, because last week we got snowed out. Who's ready for spring? Woo! Yes, you're ready for spring. So last week, Pastor Eric introduced um, a character in our story that, that... plays a part, and I want to mention him because it kind of launches us into what we're going to be talking today, okay? So his name is Stephen. Does anyone know that name? Does anyone know who Stephen was? Yeah? Cade. Who was Stephen? Yeah, he was killed because he believed in Jesus. He was persecuted. He was one of, he was the first Christian to be persecuted. So Uh, Pastor Eric talked about that. He did an awesome job on his message. And if you guys don't know this, every week Pastor Eric sends out a message. And you can re-listen to that if you miss it on his email um, or online. Um, But yeah, he talked about Stephen. And there was a character that was with Stephen that we're going to introduce today. Can anybody guess who might our next character be? Anybody guess? Not Joseph. Solomon? Saul, you are correct. So we're going to do it a little bit different. Instead of me just reading the Bible, which is awesome, we're going to actually act it out. Okay? So can we do that together? Yes? All right. So I need a few props. All right. Let's see here. Carson, I feel like you should have this light. 
So um, you're going to hang on to it. He says it is his light. It's true. So you're going to hold on to it, but you can't push the button until I say, okay? So hang on to that. Um, oh, I need Caitlin. Come on. Are you willing? Are you willing and brave? Do you want to be this person? All right, who, let's see here. All right, Tess, come on down. Give Tess a hand, willing. I actually picked on my daughter because I knew this was happening, but Tess, I love it. Okay, so she's going to pause for a second. You got to stand here and just be frozen. You don't come in our story yet. Okay, all right, I need a few more props. Bear with me. All right, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, catch a tiger by its toe. I'm, you're going to be Saul today. You're going to hang on to this, but you got to hang on to the bright light, okay? All right, and you, you're just like the special person beside him. You'll come in in a little bit. Okay, so here we go. Are you guys ready? Acts 9 is where we're going to start. It says, meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. Be like, all right, oh yeah, he's ready, okay. So he went to the high priest. Oh, you know what, you look like a high priest right now. So you're gonna go to the high priest, okay? Just stand there, Aubrey. All right, he went to the high priest and requested letters and addressed to the synagogues in Damascus asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers on the way, meaning Christians that he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, women, back to Jerusalem in chains. So he's got his chains ready. Kind of looks like a whip. It's not a whip, but it's chains. All right, so you got permission. You're here. You're going to do dual roles, okay? So stand here. All right, so you're going to start walking slowly, okay? All right, as he was approaching Damascus on this mission, Carson, get ready with the light. Get ready. A light from heaven. Suddenly shone, oh, look at that, shone down around him, and he fell to the ground. And he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Okay, and you say, who are you, Lord? And add Lord. Saul asked, and the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now, get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless. Oh, I'm going to have you back. You're, now you're not a priest. You're going to be the men with Saul, okay? Did you know you were getting into this, Aubrey? Okay. Wow, she says. Okay. Stand here. Okay. The men with Saul, find where I'm at. Yes. Hang on a minute. Okay, the men with Saul stood speechless. Go like this. You, you're the man with Saul. You're like, okay. <laughs> For they heard the sound of someone's voice, but they saw no one. So look around like, oh, where's this voice coming from? All right, Saul, who already did a really good job, picked himself up off the ground. But when he opened his eyes, he was blind. All right. He was blind. 
So his companions, these two, okay, link, link arms, they had to lead him back, okay? They had to lead him by the hand to Damascus. We're going to make Damascus over here this way, okay? Just walk slowly to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Okay, now you guys have to pause. Okay, be statues. Can you do that? All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, dun, dun, dun. This is when you come to play. This is our new character. There was a believer in Damascus whose name was Ananias. Can everybody say Ananias? Ananias. Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, saying, Ananias. And you say, yes, Lord? Yes, Lord. He replied, the Lord said, Go over to Straight Street, to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so that he can see again. exclaimed Ananias. She said, I've heard, he said, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem, and he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. Say, he's not a good guy. Not a good guy. I'm kind of scared. scared. Are you sure you got the right guy? Are you sure you got the right but the Lord said, go. For Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings, as well as the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. All right. So Ananias, scared, a little confused, went to Paul. But we're going to pause because I just realized these awesome volunteers were supposed to be in chains. So we're just going to pretend that these guys, doesn't really fit. It's my dog leash, but you guys are in chains. Okay. All right, Ananias. Ananias comes over and found Saul. And he laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the, road, on the road has sent me, has sent me that, you may that you may regain your sight, regain your sight. And, be and be filled with the Holy Spirit. It says instantly what, what was like scales, they're ready, can you take it off, fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Yay, yeah, let's give him a hand. Woo! Let's give God a hand. All right, then he got up and he was baptized. All right, ready? There we go. He was baptized. And afterward, he ate some food. Go ahead, eat some food. You're ready to eat. And he regained his strength. Show me your muscles. All right. Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus. Okay, now you got to go back to the believers. They're going to be the believers. Let's take the chains off now. Woo. Oh, okay. He stayed with the believers. And immediately began preaching to, about Jesus in the synagogue. So pretend like you're preaching. Yeah, do it. Preach, whatever that looks like. All right. And he said something along the lines of, he is indeed, say that, he is indeed. He is indeed. The son of God. The son of God. Give my volunteers a hand. They did awesome. Hang on. All right. 
Okay, go sit down as I call in, or I'm going to actually pass this off to Pastor Nate. You guys can get a, (laughs) did an awesome job. All right, I'm going to have my awesome skit people take a seat. Before I go with my, start on my message, we're going to teach you something that I think is pretty awesome. I actually think my husband came up with these rules. You can go sit, oh, did you get a sucker? No? Um, I'm going to teach you the rules that we do every week. Who can tell me our first rule in kids' church? Who haven't I called on? Mouth check. Show me mouth check. Hand check. Show me hand check. I can just hang on to it. And you guys are already doing an incredible job at seat check. Nice job. All right, so... It can't be a kid's service with all my, without all my props. So I brought some things from home today. My kids were wondering why I brought our vacuum. And I said I needed it for a visual aid. So they were really confused as to why I was loading that up in the car today. All right, so I want to talk a little bit about Paul's life. And here when we meet him, his name is not Paul yet. It is it's Saul. Okay, so let's talk about Saul for a little bit. It says that he was uttering threats with every breath. Can you imagine what that's like to wake up in the morning, stretch, I think I'm going to, you know, go capture some Christians today. I think it's a good day to do that. Okay, so with every breath, he was thinking about how he can do this. All right? And he was eager to kill the Lord's followers. He wanted to destroy the church. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but he He thought that the church was dangerous, and he thought he was doing a good thing. He was actually a super religious guy. What does it mean to be religious? Who knows what that means to be religious? Jolie. Say it again. Yes, believing in something strongly. Now, he was religious, so he believed in this pretty strong, right? He believed that this is what he was supposed to do. But later we'll find out that God got a hold of his heart, like, just like what we saw. So he was a very religious guy, but God was waiting for the perfect time to step in and get a hold of Paul's heart, Saul at the time. So number one, I want us to remember this. I want us to remember that you need to meet with Jesus to be changed by Jesus, Okay, what does that mean? You need to meet with Jesus to be changed by Jesus. That means, guys, we need to spend time with Jesus. And since this is a kid's service, I want to hear from you. How do we spend time with Jesus? We we hear that a lot at church, like spend time with Jesus. What does that mean? Caitlin. Yeah, we can read the Bible and we can open up our Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, please come and talk to us. We'd love to get you a Bible. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Go off to a quiet place and think about the Bible. Maybe it's something that you've read, but you need to just step outside and think about it. Someone said pray. I love it. Okay, so you need to spend time with Jesus. In Acts 9.5, Saul had to ask the question, Who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? So he was a religious guy, but he did not know the Lord personally. So he had to ask that really important question, Who are you, Lord? And Jesus needed to encounter him first 
to change his heart next. So he was walking along on the road. It actually says on the mission. And on his mission, that's what he thought he was doing. He was a very passionate person. You'll find out he was a bold leader. He was passionate. And God later will use that for good. But he believed that this was his mission and God needed to encounter his heart. So you need to meet with Jesus to be changed by Jesus. So what else is really important in this story? What was Carson holding? A light. This light had to come and it represented a lot of things. But it said that a light that was brighter than any noonday sun. Have you guys ever been outside where it's really, really sunny? And you, like, try to look up at the sky. We haven't seen it in Minnesota for a while, but um, this week we've had a couple days. But we look up in the sky, and we have to squint our eyes because it's so bright. So this light directly shone on Saul, and that represented Jesus' light shining on him. All right, so we need to let the light of truth, the light that we have, shine on us so that darkness can go away. All right, I'm going to ask you guys a question. How many of you guys have ever played the game hide-and-seek? Anybody in this room? Really? Only like four people have played hide-and-seek? Okay. Yeah, guess what? It's still fun as an adult, just FYI. Like, I still like the game hide-and-seek. Has anybody played hide-and-seek in the dark? Yeah? Okay, if you haven't, try it. it. You know, it adds a little level of fun. Um, so I want you guys to imagine that you are playing hide-and-seek, okay? Think of your favorite hiding spot in your house. Do you have that spot in your head? Okay. I want you to think about it. And, and I, can you picture, like, getting curled up in that quiet spot and all the lights turned off? What all of a sudden starts to happen? You start to hear, like, noises that you didn't hear before. Maybe you start to see, like, that stuffed animal in the corner. Like, is it actually breathing? Okay, maybe not, just me, I don't know. Okay, and then all of a sudden you may, you may hear like, oh, is that a voice right beside me? And if someone were to tap your shoulder in that moment, what would you do? Ah! Right, you'd probably scream really loud. Yeah, okay, so it's really scary. What happens the second the light fills that room? You're like, oh, this room is messy, at least I say that. And those wrappers need to be picked up, and there's a lot of dust on there, and there might be a spider. I'm going to get up out of this hiding spot, okay? But all of a sudden, when the light turns on, it feels different than when the darkness was all around us. So that light shining down on Saul was really important. All right, so Saul remained blind for how many days? Three days. Three days. It says he didn't eat or sleep, or he didn't eat or drink for three days. I think he slept. We don't know. Um, but for three days, he was blind. So I want you guys to think for a second. Okay, we saw this skit up here. We saw Saul with, with the blinders over his eyes. Can you imagine those three days, what Saul was feeling or what he was thinking about? Okay, was he thinking, wow, all of a sudden he realized the weight of his sin. He realized all the things that he thought he was doing for good, but actually he was hurting the Lord. Okay, so he's thinking about this. I think that sometimes what if he's thinking, is this my punishment? Am I going to be blind forever for what I did? Okay, so three days he's sitting and he's thinking about this. 
And I can only imagine what was going on through his mind. Saul's life was radically changed by a certain person, and we're going to get to that next. What's cool is when Saul, when God was working on Saul's heart, at the same exact time, he was working on who else's heart? Who? Ananias' heart. It says at the same time, God had to work on Ananias' heart. Ananias' heart was right. He was ready. He was willing to serve God and be used by God. But Ananias still was a human, still had fear. So when God said, hey, Ananias, I'm going to use you. And you know what's really cool about Ananias? I'm going to tell you what's really cool about Ananias is he wasn't a priest. He wasn't somebody that was well-known. He wasn't anybody that would be maybe well-known in that time. He was just a really good guy with a really good heart. And God needed to use Ananias in that role so that Saul would take that prayer the right way. So God was working on Ananias' heart, right? And Ananias was willing. He was still a little bit afraid, but he was willing to step out. So number two, when we are obedient to God, miracles can happen. Can you guys say this? When we are obedient to God, miracles can happen. Okay, in other words, obey Jesus' voice. Try that. Obey Jesus' voice. Saul's life was radically changed, and Ananias played a huge part. Okay, I want you guys to think about what does that even mean? When we are obedient to God, miracles can happen. Sometimes we use big words, and we're like, I don't even know what she's talking about. That doesn't apply to me. So I want you guys to think about for a second. How many of you go to school and sit in a lunchroom? How many of you are at offices and have lunch with other people at your job? How many of you guys have neighbors that you've never met? Okay, I want you guys to think about that when we are obedient to God, miracles can happen. And it sounds like such an easy thing to say, but I really, truly believe that when we step out in faith, huge things can happen. So guys, I want you to think about, is there somebody in your lunchroom that maybe sits by themselves that you can go and be like, you know what, I'm going to be their friend today. Or maybe it's a neighbor friend that you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to be their friend. They seem different. Maybe you can be that friend, okay? And you can invite them to church. Tell them, come on over to Mosaic Kids. We have fun. All right? So number three, we're going to jump right into it. It says the Holy Spirit gives us power. All right. I need all of my kids to show me their gigantic muscles. Can you show me your muscles? really hard. Good job. Show me your muscles. All right. Can you say the Holy Spirit gives us power? Good job, Randy. I love it. Okay. The Holy Spirit gives us power. This is my favorite part of this entire message today. So if you've been sleeping and you want to wake up, now's the time. Okay. So the Holy Spirit gives us power. I brought some of my favorite things today. You might think I'm weird. It's okay. This is actually one of my favorite things I own. I get really excited when I get to purchase a new vacuum. And um, thanks to Jordan's company who had a gift card, I actually spent it on a vacuum. Um, I'm really weird like that. But I enjoy vacuuming. Ask my kids. It's probably running every single day. 
for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't like to vacuum other people's houses. I'm sorry. I just like to vacuum mine. Um, but I brought my vacuum today, okay? I also brought my hair dryer. My hair dryer. I know. I use my hair dryer every day. You're not supposed to wash your hair every day. I don't listen to them. I use it every day. I love my hair dryer. Um, it's really important to me. So I brought my hair dryer. I also brought somewhere, I brought my cell phone. All right. How many of you have parents that have cell phones? Is there anyone that doesn't have a cell phone anymore? I don't even know if that's possible. All right. Um, so I brought my cell phone today. And... Um, my cell phone is really important to me. There's something really important about those three things. They all need something pretty special to work. Yes. What do they need? They, yeah, they need, they need electricity. They need power, right? They need to be plugged into a source. I can love my vacuum all day long, but if it's not plugged in, this thing's not doing anything. It's just looking pretty. All right? So I need to plug it in for it to work. All right? So... This part, I'm going to try to go fast because I know I'm longer than, and I knew I'd do this. But Ananias went and he found Saul. He laid hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, which means right then, scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Says he was baptized, ate some food, and went out and started preaching about Jesus. Right in that moment, Joshua did a really good job. His scales fell off, and he was immediately changed. Okay, how many of you guys in the front? Emmett, do you like Christmas? Yeah, he said yeah. Um, how many of you have seen the movie Scrooge? The Christmas Carol. How about like Scrooge McDuck? Christmas Carol, maybe? Oh, yes. Okay, the other one's a little scary, I'll be honest. All right, so... The Christmas Carol story, I imagine Saul, like when the scales fall off, he is like Scrooge, like running through the town, like handing out hams and giving out his money. I don't know. But I see like the second the scales fall off, he's like, I'm ready to eat. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to preach. Okay. He was changed. The power of the cross, what Jesus did for us is stronger than any lie that the enemy wants to speak over us. And I want to say this again because I am so passionate about this. And it has been true for my life. And I want you guys to hear this. The power of the cross, what Jesus did for us, is stronger than any lie that the enemy wants to speak over us. Okay, guess what's gonna happen, guys? You're gonna have really good days following Jesus. Okay, just like Saul, who became Paul, he was really excited to hear from God. He was really excited to hear, uh, to, to have those scales fall off. He was ready to preach the good news. But guess what? It was not going to be an easy road for him. He was going to have persecution. He was going to have hard times. He actually left a high position to go and, and be persecuted for his faith. And as the band starts to come up, I want to teach the kids that are here and I want to teach the parents a truth that I think is so important for us to carry out every single day, no matter what we're doing. Every day we have the choice to listen to the lies of the enemy or to listen to the voice of truth. Every single day we wake up, it's a new day. Every day the enemy is going to come and he's going to bring lies to us that he knows just how to target us. 
and he's going to try to speak these lies over us. And we get to choose to listen to God's truth. So many times in the Bible, we hear about the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us, the power of the Holy Spirit that changes us. It is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It is the same power that changed Saul and renamed him Paul. And we have that gift inside of us. And I want you guys to hear this because the enemy is going to speak out lies against us. He's going to speak out things like, you aren't good enough. He's going to speak out, you aren't smart. You might hear things like, you know what? I don't have any friends. You might hear things like, I can't do it. You might have days where literally you feel like, I can't go on today. I don't have the strength. Okay, whatever it is that lie, it can put this impression on our heart and we start to believe it. We start to believe the darkness that I'm not good enough. You know what? Somebody else can do it. You know what? I, I'm just going to give in to the sadness. I'm going to wake up and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live like this. It's always going to be this way. And guess what? The power of the cross, the power that we have inside us. Guys, I want you guys to see this. Guess what? The power that we have inside us, it's gonna get loud in a second, okay? This is like our Holy Spirit. And when we start speaking out the truth that he has given inside of us, the truth of the Bible, and you say, no, I'm more than a conqueror in Christ. Fear not for I am with you, says the Lord. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. When you start speaking those scriptures out, guess what happens? The Holy Spirit takes away those lies. But guess what remains? The cross remains. So I want you guys to hear me because it doesn't matter if you're two or four or 37 or 96. Our walk with God is not always gonna be easy. We're gonna have lies of the enemy thrown our way, but we have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. And that is stronger than any lie that the enemy can, can throw at us. So in a second, I'm going to close this out in prayer 
But I want you guys, um, we put together something for the kids and my kids thought I was a little crazy. Why are we doing this? Why are we cutting and laminating hundreds of cards? <laughs> and I said, because it is so important to me that I, I get these in the hands of the kids and parents. There's enough for um, as many, just take them until they go. Um, but on the front, it has a lie. It says things like, I can't do it. And on the back, it says, I am equipped with God's power. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, Philippians 4.13. And it has, um, I am all alone. I am never alone. Be strong and courageous. God is with you wherever you go, Joshua 1.9. I want you guys to take these home. Guys, I want you to take these home and I want you to put them somewhere that you can keep them. Because you know what? It might not be today that you need these. It might be a year from now. It might be today. You might need these today, okay? And parents, if you want to take these, please feel free. But I want you guys to remember when you start to hear the lies that you have the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you to silence those lies. And I'm talking to myself just as much as I'm talking to everyone else. So right now we're gonna um, just spend some time in prayer and I want you guys to think about what is that lie that you need to give up to, to Jesus that he needs to come with his power and just wash away what is the lie that you guys have been believing and you've let sink into your heart? He wants to today take it away. So we're gonna just close our eyes for a minute and we're gonna spend some time in prayer. God, I just thank you so much for your power. I thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. I thank you that you show us over and over and over again in the Bible, humans that messed up and made mistakes, but God, that you got a hold of their heart. God, I thank you that you live inside of us, that we, when we feel like we're weak, God, you are strong. I pray that every single one of these kids, these parents, these adults, God, would leave this week feeling empowered by your spirit. I pray for each and every one of these kids. I know you have a plan for their life, God, and their families. Lord, we pray against brokenness right now in the name of Jesus. God, the, the lies that I am not good enough, that it's always gonna be this way, Father, would you speak to those hearts right now? Please bring healing and truth. I thank you for this church. I thank you for what you did on the cross. I thank you for your redemption. I pray that you would give us the peace that surpasses all understanding as we go about our week. Thank you for all that you are, God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we are going to move into our last kind of bit of this service today. Um, we are so thankful that you could join us today. Uh, I was so excited about this. I'll be honest, I have never preached before. And when Eric asked me to preach, I said, you know what, I'll do a kid's takeover service and I'll teach, but um, don't use the P word because that kind of scares me a little bit. So, um, but God worked on my heart and I think the snow day really helped uh, give me even more strength. So um, we're gonna end out singing a really fun song. And I chose this song to end because it says, nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are open just like Saul's. 
And so would you guys stand with me? We're going to um, leave. I'm going to clear the stage in a second. I'm going to get my kids band up here. Um, please don't forget to grab these. I would love to get these in your hands. Um, and before we do this song, can all of my kids, I kind of forgot about this, can you look under your chair and see if anybody has a sticker with a star underneath your chair? And if you do, raise it up high. Okay. Awesome. So can you find me afterwards, um, those that had a sticker, and you will get to pick out a prize? Come back, join us next week. Um, we are going to bring these prizes, kids, and I'm going to have some fun things for us to earn some of these prizes. But if you had a sticker under your seat, come and find me. You guys can join me up on stage. We're going to sing this song, go out declaring that nothing is impossible through God. <laughs>